0: I've been introducing Rory to deep internet memes, like things that predate meme culture, and how did anyone survive the early 2000s? I
1: don't like it.
0: Our humor is broken.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I broke my humor.
0: (laughs) It's non-refundable. Today's horror story, for those of you who uh, are from the early 2000s, is the shoes video. Let's get some shoes. That one.
1: Ugh. I took off my shoes without realizing I had taken off my shoes. I'm now in socks.
0: The power of the drag compels you. Hi, I'm Heidi, and I'm planning on going back to my natural hair color, eventually.
1: And I'm Rory, and I'm planning on going to another not (laughs) natural hair color. Just different. Uh, we're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about and we enjoy, be warned, there are spoilers, spoilers ahead.
0: Let's bring back a favorite author. Not in an interview, don't get excited. But we're talking about Ryan Gaddis. Which book? He- Air. Indeed. Air by Ryan Gaddis,
1: Which was, by the way, um... A 2017 YALSA Quick Pick for Reluctant Readers.
0: I was not reluctant to read this, I can tell you that much.
1: Yes, no, I was very excited to read this, so.
0: Can you read us the back?
1: Sure thing. After 17-year-old Gray witnesses the tragic death of his mother in Colorado, he is shipped off to live with his aunt in inner city Baltimore, where he struggles to fit into a new school and community. His new friend Akil... Yeah? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, introduce him to the enigmatic Curtis, the leader of a group that uses high octane sports as a form of social activism. The lines between social activism and criminal behavior blur as their ex- escalating stumps- stunts become a rallying point for the underprivileged and disenfranchised around the country, spreading like a wildfire across the internet. I really
0: wanted to say that
1: sentence. The-
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we trimmed out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The names in this book are really good.
1: Yeah, I, l- I also love the name Curtis, mm-hmm.
0: and I don't know why I've never liked it before. <laughs> I like the name Curtis. I also like the name Marcus a lot. Really, yeah, all those really us like names. Yeah, and I do like the name Gray, mm-hmm. like as a name.
1: Yeah. That is a name. And Monroe. Mm-hmm. Monroe is a great name.
0: Gray Gray Monroe is a great name. Oh, yes. I think it's a keel also. Not a keel? Not a kill. Because yeah. um,
1: oh, yeah, Curtis keel. says
0: it is keel. So, yeah, Akil.
1: See, I don't know why I read it, kill because I never have before this point. I've always read it, Akil.
0: It's the pod pressure. I don't.
1: <laughs> it was reading it out
0: loud. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I just said it. <laughs> yeah. Akil. A lo- yeah. A lot of this book has um mostly dirt bikes, but some BMX. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, it feels like a horse movie. Like, see, this is the one time we disagree uh-huh see
1: i i very much f- everything. yeah like on anything and ever in life
0: <laughs> but you also have a very personal connection to yeah. the book that i don't have like and i don't mean that as like i feel like he plagiarized that or something yeah it no. just feels like it's yeah. following that particular plot structure of like specifically yeah, no, that that, that speed equals freedom yeah. um the, the connection between riding and the law and, like, yeah my skill set makes me above the law. Yeah.
1: It makes sense. It's just because I've experienced them in two very separate worlds that I can't quite, like, join them together, if mm-hmm. that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I understand the analogy. Yeah. It feels like if someone was like, okay, take this kind of coming-of-age story, mm-hmm. but make it interesting to people who don't like horses.
1: Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> don't like horses because lit-
0: okay but literally the entire plot would be the same if it was horses mm-hmm. he moves from Colorado to a new city do you ride do I ride <laughs> suddenly we're galloping off through the mountains gallop 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 I got my horsey to jump my horsey's never jumped before and he was like that horse is so scared of jumps I don't know we're just connected suddenly we're riding through the park the police are chasing us in their cars I'm on a horse this is really bad <laughs>
1: yeah fair i think it's more the people
0: oh yeah no they don't feel anything like those characters it's the
1: more because i'm so (laughs) addicted to the characters
0: yeah no like i just hear yeah (laughs) oh the characters feel nothing like that like it's just the yeah you feel yeah
1: i just can't quite take it away
0: yeah that's fine because i don't know it
1: makes sense it it's it's a well-formed theory. Okay. Well-formed analogy algorithm. <laughs> yeah. See, I think it's the same reason that I can't mm. see it is because I know a literal person who says these literal things, <laughs> like, because yeah. writing like makes him feel free and makes like. So I don't get that experience from horse movies. I get that experience from like an actual person that I know, and so that's the connection. Is like. Mm-hmm that writing is different yeah it's just that. yeah
0: it's weird because when i take the plot it makes me think of that yeah like of the horse movie thing like the characters make me think of surfers because i don't have experience with bmx or dirt bikes yeah, personally, personally. but like reading the way that things were described made me think of surfing mm-hmm. and made me miss surfing so yeah it's not a criticism in case anyone thought that i mean that, that yeah, this no, book no, no, is no. not as good no, 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 no. it's great it's so good Um, It just reminded me of, like, a very particular kind of growing up structure yeah. and the tension between, like, this thing that you can't quite control yeah. and and kind of that there's a relationship there between you and the object of speed.
1: Yeah. For those of you who don't know, which most of you probably don't, is um, I have a friend who's into, like, BMX and dirt biking and all of that and... Like, we know each other pretty well, and he moved to the mainland to do that specifically. And so, he's very engulfed in that culture. <laughs> and so, I see a lot of like pictures and videos, and I get a lot of like ex like stories and experiences. And there's this one where he, um, met one of his like idols. And so, that like, there's a scene where, um like, the scene that Curtis and Akil and, um, Gray meet, and I very much, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> like, yep, that's him, like, and when, because this, um, person that I know, he, like, kind of became buddies with this idol of his, who was, like, he was a pretty, like, he's a pretty famous dude, and, like, they became friends, and, like, that dude was, like, we should ride sometime, and so it was literally <laughs> yep. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yep, I know that exact feeling because I've had it explained to me before. So yeah, that was just, it was just really funny coming to this book with like that prior knowledge and that like
0: mm-hmm.
1: having things already been explained to me a few times.
0: Yeah, that that would be interesting. I like that we're... It's rare that we come at a book from totally different yeah. backgrounds on it. So that's really cool. I like yeah. that. Because normally it's like, yep, that, <laughs> yep, <laughs> this is, I, I'm happy that it's it's not the same. Yeah. Also, side note, this whole book I was a little bit reminded about how being Hapa is not a thing outside of like Hawaii and yeah. other island cultures yeah. in the sense of like, no, that is what you are. Like yeah. you are Hapa or yeah. you are half yeah. like that is a distinct like identity a category and that you're allowed an identity. exactly yeah. and you're allowed to kind of walk in both worlds and everyone kind of accepts that that's what you are it's like having a neutral skin tone you get to do whatever
1: you want with like your hair and
0: yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and in hawaii like being hoppa um, it means half and originally it meant just half japanese which is what it still means in uh japan yeah but here it means just half anything and yeah. usually white yeah like it doesn't have to be, but that's almost always what the yeah. context is, is like half Filipino, half white. Um, mm-hmm. And it could be half everything else and half white. Like, yeah. Like your dad is Portuguese and Chinese and your mom is white. Yeah. You'd be Hapa still mm-hmm. something like that. So it was interesting. Like the character struggle of like, he doesn't want to pick, but he's being forced to pick. Yeah. Um, that, that actually reminded me a lot of what it felt like to go off to college in the mainland and have, like, a a very specific meaning of whiteness right. put on me and being like, this is not, I don't want to say this isn't an identity I can identify. I can take because you don't really get to pick the way people perceive you. Yeah. But it's not an experience I could map onto. Yeah. Like people would give me feedback like they expected me to have a certain type of experience. And I was like, I can't map onto the past you're assuming I have.
1: Yeah. Because that is not the past that I had. (laughs) It's like every time... This book very much reminded me of like every time somebody like... Especially a white person, it's funny like mm-hmm. when it, like someone from Hawaii goes to the mainland for like usually vacation or something mm-hmm. and they're like in a grocery store or somewhere like that and you hear the way that children talk to their parents oh my or, like God. their grandparents oh and my you just God. it you are infuriated
0: oh my gosh Ugh.
1: it like very much gave me that
0: vibe oh yeah <laughs> yeah like this which is i understand that like i'm not comparing like the struggle of oh no not at all, <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, no it not. is not not at all like that but it was it it was more like oh i can map onto this feeling yeah. a lot easier than i can map onto the feeling of like literally being white in california felt more foreign yeah. than being like i can imagine like this experience that, yeah like that makes sense so and also talking to friends who are from hawaii and like moving to the mainland uh who were hoppa yeah. and they had to suddenly pick an identity yeah. and like they couldn't get what like they didn't understand why the options they were presented were the options or that yeah. they had to pick like one of my friends is um mixed japanese she's half mexican and then quarter japanese quarter white uh-huh. with a little bit of like mix in there but basically that's right. that's the makeup and she was like people assumed so many things and i realized very quickly i should not like go with being mexican Uh and i was like that's terrible not good no no that's awful that like you like she was like i should go with like i should lead with part japanese (laughs) as like why aren't like when people would ask some variant like a politer variant on so why aren't you white yeah which is horrifying that people ask that outside of hawaii because in hawaii that's like oh how old are you what's your ethnic makeup it's like a friendly question. Yeah. Like, what's your star sign? Yeah.
1: It's like, a, like, oh, I'm a Virgo. Like
0: I'm a mixed white Scorpio. With
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half white, half Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just what I got when you said
0: oh. that. <laughs> that's horrible, but yeah, okay. Uh. I, can, I can get behind that. Well, my dad was a centaur. <laughs> and my mom was a mermaid. And I have snicks for hair.
1: (laughs) That is quite a person.
0: Yeah, I hate everything about what I just said. I might just edit it out. (laughs) Uh. And now, should we turn to the part of the podcast where we read quotes out of context? Yes!
1: Awesome! I love this book. I just remembered. I literally finished it like a few um, minutes ago, and then I just remembered that I liked it (laughs) again. Okay, this is one of the best kinds of moments in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this big dude, and he's like looking real threatening at Gray, and um, so like he's like stepping up to him, like threateningly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, this is the quote from the book: "Doesn't think, doesn't question it. Just sees a six foot dude walking, walking tough, and steps right in front of me." I'll never forget that. Not as long as I live. Cause um Akil stepped in front of him while that dude was walking towards him and that like ooh, big
0: mood. <laughs> yep. Knowing somebody has your back. That's such a good one. Uh on that she said, I might not agree with you, but I believe in you, mm-hmm. so I'll stand by you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard anything so good in all my life. We're perfect for each other. We need each other the same amount. Yeah. That's such a great line. Oh.
1: Mm. Oh, <laughs> this is one of the, like, coming from the experience of speaking about, like, books and movies a lot with Heidi specifically. We ask each other, like, oh, what's your favorite
0: part? Like, and we've done this long before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, the podcast was us being like, hey, what if we recorded the conversation? we Yeah, what we if have? we recorded
1: the three-hour conversation <laughs> we had about this specific book? Uh yeah. So, um, okay, so both these two people read the same book, Invisible Man. And somebody, one of them, asked, what's your favorite part? And the dude said, I think the prologue. And this is the quote. He makes a face like no one in the history of the world has ever said the prologue. And then he asks me why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a, like, yeah. Uh, that just... happened to us literally for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, oh, this is also, oh, this is this is one of my favorite. But that this is how a stunt gets born. Asking questions, pushing each other, and it already feels sort of natural, this back and forth. I like that quote because I also feel like that's how good art gets done. Yeah, like good art and good stunts are the same thing. And and uh, back when I was surfing all the time and actually playing sports all the time and doing like yeah in my risky years, doing <laughs> stupid things or things that looked stupid on the outside, right? Uh, that yeah, that's it. That it feels very the same as like right th- trying the thing and like testing it out. Feeling it out, feeling each other out and seeing kind of what, what'll, what'll stick. Yeah. And when it works, another quote, it makes me too happy, this feeling like I can't wipe a smile off my face. So I don't. I just let it be as the morning works its way from this purple grayish thing to orange. Mm.
1: Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. It taught me that words are part of the fight too. Mm
0: hmm
1: Yep. Cuz a lot of their fight is action. And uh yeah, I like when they also step in with the words are also part of it. Like it's not just all about action. Action is big, but words are loud.
0: Oh, yep. Yep. Grief is a weird thing. It's a part time time travel device. Sometimes you can be looking at something swearing it's only for a second and then you look up and it's an hour later. Grief steals time. This, I know. And you never get it back, like how you never get the person back. It's just gone.
1: Ugh. This one's at the um, the very beginning,
0: mm.
1: but um, she said one day everybody would be like me, shades of gray, all human.
0: Mm-hmm. That was great. I think that's also why. I immediately connected it with the Hawaii thing. Yeah. That quote specifically. Yeah. Because, uh, fun fact, there already is no ethnic ethnic majority in Hawaii. There's no one yeah. ethnicity that's over 50% of the population. Like, there's a largest minority. Yeah. But it's, like, 30%. And even then, it kind of switches, yeah. and nobody really knows which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> We're just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I was okay. going to say which one it was, and I was like, I have no idea. Also, such a good quote. Art is ideas in action.
1: Damn it! I was just about to read that quote. You want to finish
0: it? Art is
1: feelings felt and processed and put in new ways.
0: I feel my blood buzzing in me a little. She's a good speaker, Aunt Blue. She could make a living at it if she wanted to. She's good at making me think. What would your life look like as art? Uh, Ooh. Hmm.
1: Art. Real art. Art from sorrow and pain. Let's you into other people's worlds. Good art makes you feel. Great art changes how you see the world. And it's in that, that feeling and it's in that perspective that we find out we're not alone and we can keep going. Even under the worst circumstances. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. That's just what reading is for me. Like just perspectives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Ugh. It changes world view. like it changes the things that you know mm-hmm. and it it makes you learn new things and it changes the things you already know, yeah, and like it's just, art is crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know so many people who are so artistic and it just it surrounds me mm-hmm and it's it's like a tornado, like it's literally air, yeah, for me, air is art,
0: mm-hmm. yeah for me yeah whenever that feeling uh gray gets when he first sees the video is how i feel when i hear like a really good song like not just i i admire that but like i need to be a part of that like i need to be doing that and it's not it's not celebrity worship in the sense that i need to be close to that person it's like no i need to be doing that like i need to be that person involved yeah one might even say i need to be all involved (laughs) and hold nothing back
1: (laughs) Oh, okay i'm just air a tornado Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no context needed nope oh uh somebody says like a specific phrase he says stealing speed which i absolutely Ooh. love i loved that one and his re like uh gray's reaction was it lights up my brain and that's a feeling i get all the time from like books and um like with this one and with like all involved and in a lot of books that i've read that we've talked about on this podcast it just it lights up my brain mm-hmm. you could also say another quote i feel it in my ribs I know it like I know breathing.
0: Oh Yeah. Oh, both of those quotes were on my list. <laughs> I will take another one. I don't know much, but I know when someone shares a story like that and you connect with it, you got to share yours too. It's like a trade. Like they just built an invisible bridge from their side to where you are, but they can only go halfway before hanging in the air. You got to build the other half and meet it in the middle. Oh, so good. So true.
1: I don't know if it's dedication but it's something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Gaddis is such a good prose writer in like that. You totally, like I, I don't ever feel like I don't get that feeling when I'm, even if it's something that I've never experienced, like I'm, I'm there Yeah, when I read his stuff or it's, I'm there enough that I can connect, which I think is even more magical that he taps into the stuff that like the universal feelings in that, like I'm there on the bike but I'm also somewhere else where I actually had that feeling. Yeah. Like I'm both places. Like I'm in my own memory and in this imagined world. And I think that's really neat. I have one last quote. Mm -hmm. And
1: throughout the book, he's talking about how he's feeling all these like numbness, weakness, all these nesses. And this quote is uh, later in the book and it's, I'm not it's not numbness. It's not any kind of ness. And that that uh, oh.
0: I love that. That's what finding that thing will do. Yep. You gotta f that's that's what C. S. Lewis describes as joy a little bit, is just being in it. Yeah. It's not the only thing that's joy's wrapped up in, but yeah. What's which, which we didn't really touch on that much because I think at least for me, I didn't feel like it's my place to talk too much about the social activism element yeah. of this book, because uh, I've never lived in a big city. Yeah, let's start there. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and like the racial, ethnic tension stuff is is not something I feel confident discussing in depth what i can say is that i agree with the standpoint that gaddis presents like i do not want to push back against his thesis um so if you read this book and you're like well he's pushing an agenda just know i signed that agenda so hard yeah um but but this is not the only thing that we have enjoyed where social activism was tied up with the making of something. And in this book it's stunts on bikes with cameras, but on the Disney Channel original movie Lemonade Mouth, it's a rock band to save a lemonade machine.
1: <laughs> wow, you've getting be- you've been getting better at transitions. I can tell. I've been working on you've them. You've been getting so more excited so much more excited.
0: Yeah, I'm well I'm genuinely excited to talk about Lemonade Mouth because it was the only movie I could think of to connect with this book it's so good it's such a good movie yeah it really is it I don't think I have another favorite Disney Channel original movie like I I, I can't think of that of another one that I like as much as Lemonade Mouth yeah yep also I have a deep personal connection to Lemonade Mouth because that's almost exactly how I ended up joining my first band (laughs) Uh, that sounds about right like, But instead of detention, it was literally political campaigning, and the band director was like, hey, you should be on our band. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it made no sense at all. But like, it felt very, okay, <laughs> sure. So if you haven't seen Lemonade Mouth, some kids get detention and form a little rock band in there and uh, find out that their favorite basement lemonade dispenser machine, like it's canned lemonade, it's great, um, uh-huh. is going to get taken out because the evil corporate sponsor that's a clear ripoff of Powerade, uh wants (laughs) no more drink dispensers not from their company and so they become a band that is out to save the lemonade machine from and it's like very clearly they're like it's not about the lemonade machine it's about that this corporate thing is running our high school but also it's such good lemonade
1: yes and it's so like half a. Okay, it's half about the lemonade. It's really good lemonade.
0: It's really good.
1: Yeah, and the band's called Lemonade Mouth
0: because someone is, uh, wow. spit takes lemonade all oh, over yeah. uh, this jock. It's great. Well, the other jock band person. It's intri- The it's hard to explain the plot of a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, so but if I like to you sit- immediately
1: t- understand it when you watch yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, but they do flirt with actual issues in this one, which was nice. Yeah, like prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a big thing.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel like some of the other Disney movies where, like, no consequences ever happened. Like, no actual consequences happen from, mm-hmm. like, speaking out or anything. Like,
0: yeah, the movie starts with them in detention. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they start in detention. They end up, like, sitting in a jail cell for a bit because, um,. Mm-hmm. They were, like, protesting the moving of the machine, hmm. like, on the day.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, they definitely do that Disney Channel come in second, but we came in first in our hearts thing. That's yeah. not even close to a spoiler. If you've seen yeah. one Disney Channel original movie, you know that's the plot. Oh, yeah. That being said, I I feel like this one actually did it in, like, a fun, quirky way. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's got pretty friggin jammable songs also oh my
1: gosh they're great
0: <laughs> the soundtrack for lemonade mouth is a jam Such every single song <laughs> <laughs> all of them they're all so like bouncy and cool and good and also uh someone actually sang me more than a band once and i cried oh yeah, yeah. it was sweet we were in a band so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah uh the soundtrack is great it's really fun it's um if you have not ever watched a Disney Channel original movie, get your head out of your butt. Two, it's like yeah.
1: a <laughs> Oh no, if mm-hmm. you haven't seen like at least some part of Lemonade Mouth what mm-hmm. have you been doing?
0: It's quirky. It is what it is. It's so yeah. fun. My favorite is also Haley Kiyoko just straight up getting them a performing arts center. Yeah. <laughs> which is also the uh, most, oh, I'm yeah, it's like I, the,
1: like I feel like I know that person. It's Vanya. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like <laughs> the person who would just turn and be like so how
1: <laughs> so how you doing oh you
0: own like this huge g- oh cool 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 you want to like maybe build us a performing arts studio maybe possibly I also That'd feel like cool. it's it's super rich and also excellent that Disney like did a movie that's about people fighting <laughs> for corporate sponsorship
1: oh uh, it's <laughs> Oh, I love it. Like,
0: <laughs> I really love when Disney flirts with commenting on Disney. <laughs> Just it's perfect. It's so great. But yeah, uh, favorite song from the Lemonade Mouth soundtrack? Not in the movie, because I feel like my favorite song in the story is not my favorite song. Um, I think uh, we'll always be more than a band. Mm. I think that one.
1: Always. Yeah. Always. I feel like it. it like I can't like that's the one that'll get stuck in my head most like Mm -hmm. it's not the most like the catchiest but it is the one that'll like stay stuck in my head for the longest time Mm -hmm. and like that i will continually like hum all the time
0: i feel like breakthrough is the song that gets stuck in my head the most uh determinates my favorite though yeah which is the most typical like it is this the quote-unquote single but it's also my favorite yeah and more than a band... Like, they're all good songs, though. Yeah. So I'm not... all great. I'm not mad at it.
1: Yeah. And I, I like the first one that they do, too.
0: Um, Turn up the music. The detention one or the other one? That's... I think that's my
1: favorite in the story, mm. which is, like, really weird. I don't know why. Like, it shouldn't be. I mean, it's good. But, like, I think that's one of my favorite in the story.
0: Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Just because it's very fun. Yeah. It is really fun. That's also, like... I feel like that seems less realistic to non-musicians. Yeah, but actually knowing how music gets yeah. built, like it's yeah, very that plausible. Very, like, <laughs> yep, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it feels very plausible that someone would lay down a four-chord progression, and everyone else would pretty much pick up how it was yeah. going to go, like how the structure of the song yeah. would go. So that, oddly enough, as a musician, this movie feels more realistic.
1: Yeah, not less. <laughs> Which f-
0: is like biggest
1: award like wow because
0: usually it's the other way around yeah huge award to the writers and and everyone involved because every other sport that disney channel does a movie about it's (laughs) like that's not how that works (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the battle of the bands is still weird yeah but as far as like how the music gets built and like how they play and what they are capable of live i'm like no this is pretty plausible yeah that makes sense yeah feels very uh, like that thing you'd use, little sister. Yeah, specifically sister. Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, lemonade mouth is a jam, and it's it is really good, and it is how music gets built. Like people just kind of sit around playing four four and G until they figure out a song. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this feels like if a movie wasn't jaded about the thing, but also wasn't gonna th- wasn't going to um glorify it it's such an indie kid movie it's uh, oh my gosh it's, that's why i love the movie so version much. of an indie kid yes 100 percent, absolutely yeah yep.
1: lemonade mouth is such an indie kid oh i love her
0: mm-hmm. she's such a good girl I love the indie little sister of that thing you do yep yep well across the universe is rent's responsible older brother yeah. <laughs> and holes oh. is the the american grandson of the mummy like yeah. it's not <laughs> like movies are related like on the mummy our... the mummy
1: immigrated from i don't know somewhere to america and um, got arrested
0: yeah got arrested <laughs> and went to shawshank <laughs> and then after the shawshank redemption found a nice lady they had
1: kids and then those kids got cursed (laughs) got (laughs) cursed (laughs) oh my
0: gosh I hope everyone's excited for the future in which we have a t-shirt that's just the family tree of movies on this podcast the mummy got cursed the mummy is Stanley
1: Yelnats no the mummy is Eli Yelnats
0: Evie's side no the mummy is Evie's (gasps) side because they're because they're the Howley side the mom oh is the white side. Gosh. So, so, oh my gosh, that huge chaos energy. <laughs> it was really Elia Yelnat's <laughs> wife who brought all that chaos energy. <laughs> this is supposed to be about lemonade I'm mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but I edited out a massive tangent at the beginning of this podcast, and darn it, I am leaving this one in. <laughs> this is a great tangent.
1: This is our podcast, and we decide the tangents.
0: We do. Also, you said that in the first part that I edited (laughs) out, and so I'm glad you got it back in there.
1: I intended on doing so.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add about Lemonade Mouth except for, like, gosh darn it, watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Gosh darn.
1: It's great. Got some great music. It's very... I watch it all the time. I watch it while doing laundry. I watch it while doing homework. I watch it when I want to pay attention. Like I can choose
0: whether or not I want to pay attention. And it's great either way. I don't watch it as often. I do listen to the soundtrack a lot. I think I tend to pick up that thing you do over Lemonade Mouth Mm. if I am going to have it in the background. That being said, there's no good reason for that. It just is how... It's how the cards have fallen. Also, for a little while, Lemonade Mouth was too closely associated in my heart (laughs) to the band, and so when it dissolved, I was a little sad. Yeah. But that that time has passed. Yeah. I don't think the third thing has anything to do with social activism, but if you listen to the Lemonade Mouth soundtrack and then listen to uh, Small Pools' album Love Tap, you will immediately understand the connection. Also, they that feels like one of the few things that would be playing on all of the characters' phones. Yeah, that is on
1: all of their iPods.
0: Like, Grey, Jams, Small Pools. But also, if you think that the Lemonade Mouth band is not, like, riffing with Small... Like, Small Pools is opening for Lemonade Mouth, canonically, according to how big that band got in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) So assuming they exist in the same universe.
1: Small Pools is great. I like them. I, like, especially love, love tap. Mm -hmm. But But there's a lot of, like, a lot of the beginning, like, a lot of the um, beginnings of the songs are very... I just really like the beats. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of great beats. It's got some, like, varying beats and vibes.
0: But it just, it's such a jam. You know what they're really good at? I Mm. just realized it, which is, I apologize for cutting you off they're really good at laying down a catchy hook-style yeah. riff and then a beat that doesn't seem like that's what you would put under that riff. Yeah. Like, they do it, and it matches, but yeah. it, it feels like the songs almost always take, a, uh, like, a turn yeah. in a really cool way. Like, if the beat started first, that is not the riff I would expect to follow it. Yeah. Um, and I've heard other bands lay down, like, they'll lay down a really good riff, and then the drums come in, and it's like, yeah, this is what I expected, and yeah. it just feels like it builds. Small Pools lays down the hook and then the beat feels like it just completely changes the context of the hook it's It's really neat it's like for me it's that same
1: feeling i get whenever a song like specifically when it's sung when a song is sung and someone goes into a minor key oh yep like that change Mm -hmm. is a similar feeling to what they do with their instruments
0: yeah especially the rhythm
1: yeah and i like i just that feeling is really close to my heart (laughs) Yeah. I love it so much. It just ugh.
0: I also love a band that does good upbeat songs that aren't yeah. about nothing. Yeah. Or that are about nothing but like a very specific kind of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> um like oh shoot the the song that's about being a kid and playing fortress and yeah. getting trapped in like your own couch fort like Yeah. That's kind of great. Like With a specific nothing
1: that is like close to your heart, and it like means it's a nothing that means something.
0: It's the to hel- a lot of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a healthy nostalgia. Yeah, like it's not the nostalgia that tries to paint over and make the past look better. Yeah, it's just it's a very good, dare I say, artistic <laughs> uh, way of being like this is how things were.
1: Yeah, it's a very it's a very innocent innocent nostalgia. Yeah, like, that type of nostalgia mm-hmm. is very nice that's a healthy nostalgia
0: and it's uh it's not ignorant yeah it's it's just yeah um sometimes people will try to ruin like childhood books i really liked or something and i'm like yeah "Yeah, i know step off (laughs) um i know like i'm aware of the problems involved in this i'm not saying you need to read it i'm saying i really enjoyed it and unfortunately i still enjoy it yeah I can enjoy it even perhaps through the problems. Would I assign it to a class I was teaching? Maybe not. Would I read it by myself with the copy I already own and purchased? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? <laughs> yeah, it's got a. It's just really sweet. And uh, yeah, this this album feels like it would be on the soundtrack mm-hmm. for an air film. Yeah. Also, feels like alternatively, you could totally use this album and build a. Uh, the Lemonade Mouth plot around it and just put in these songs or like very similar songs. I think that's neat.
1: Yeah. I, I found this album while I was trying to find some music to listen to while I was like taking notes for my bio class. Cause I really needed music (laughs) and I found this and the minute the first song, like the first song played Mm -hmm. and I had to turn it off and like table it for a time when I could listen to it. Because I was like, oh no, I was not expecting it to be that good. Okay. (laughs) I need to set this aside or else I won't be able to focus.
0: Real fact, I was so shocked at how good the first riff was that I looked down at my phone to see what the name of the song was and got in a car crash. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I didn't know
1: you were listening to this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: really good. It's really good. I mean, we've ruined our lives over this album. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like air I mean <laughs> sometimes you find something so good it's like oh this might kill me
1: yeah oh. too bad I'm
0: gonna gonna stick with it also this was almost the album we picked for an absolutely remarkable thing so it's got yeah so uh be that be that what it is both of us feel very strongly that without being able to express it that well uh that this album somehow captures something about art as well as being artistic and a friggin jam yeah such a jam oh my gosh yeah so we have the jam that is small pools uh and specifically the love tap album yeah we have the jam that is the lemonade mouth soundtrack and the entire film which is like a jam of a movie and then we have air which puts you on the back of a dirt bike and doesn't let you get off puts you in a jam puts you in a jam puts you in a parachute harness all kinds of cool stuff not explaining that because that's a spoiler.
1: Yeah, I just I really recommend all three of these things. Please do it
0: so strongly. Uh, and while you used the word recommend about the things that we talked about for a while, I need to ask you: Do you have a specific wreck of the week?
1: I do. Oh my gosh! And I, this one wasn't prepared. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I forgot that we did that, which I don't know why. We do it every week. Um, my wreck of the week is. <clears throat> It's a specific... T- there are two specific songs. Okay. The same person sings them. One of them is like a duet. But it is Great Cool featuring Blake Daniel and Ben Fankhauser. I'm gonna say that's his last name. Yeah, that sounds pretty right. And then um, Belief sung by Ben Fankhauser. I... If you search up Ben Hauser, I'm pretty sure you'll find those two things. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I just, I really liked his voice. And me and, um, uh, the Yeti were talking about Aww, him Chloe. specifically. <laughs> me and the Yeti were, t- uh, sending videos back and forth about him. And just search him up on YouTube and listen to him sing because, uh, I cried. Yeah. So <laughs> I suggest doing that. There's one, he has a, um, on YouTube, there's a mashup of him singing "Santa Fe" from Newsies, which he was in, hmm. and uh, he was Davey, if anybody's curious and knows that show. And then, uh, with uh, it's from Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's the look outside. Hold on, I can find it.
0: The the song that is in essence the Hunchback singing, uh. I want adventure in the great wide somewhere from Beauty and the Beast. Okay, that one. Got it. Hold on. I'll search it up. Um, There's on YouTube. If you search up Ben
1: Fankhauser and uh, Santa Fe or something, you'll find there's a mashup that he's saying of Santa Fe from Newsies and Out There from uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And it's really good. And that's the one that made me cry. Nice. nice. so good or it was another one but i listened to a lot of him this week so i suggest just doing that activity <laughs>
0: oh that's a good wreck uh my wreck of the week is uh i need to look up the name of the album because i listened to it today but it's it's music mm. believe it or not mm. surprise come on there are only so many things we recommend although we, we have recommended some weird stuff mm-hmm. uh Muse's Simulation Theory album. It's really good. Mm. Muse is very hit and miss for me. Mm -hmm. um, In that, like, I I definitely like Muse. But some Mm -hmm. of their albums, I only like one or two songs. Mm -hmm. I actually really enjoyed this whole album. Which was really a nice surprise. So, it's kind of got a nice blend between their older, like, rock, riff-heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, um, like, the Second Law, Electronica, added-in dubstep stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I really enjoyed it it's a It's a jam, um, but it's also musically intricate, which mm-hmm. I I dig. I dig it. <laughs> I also have another wreck. <clears throat> Fine. I'm gonna do another one too.
1: Oh, okay. Well, mine's more of an activity and just it's a concept, I guess. I don't know. But like ask your friends to tell you a story about something they like that you don't necessarily know anything about actually you shouldn't know anything about like ask them like their interests and a story about it or like ask them to tell you something that you don't know because it's it's nice to have um added experience that you haven't gone through and that somebody else has gone through and just reading air very much um like made me feel that and like happy because like that specific person and I talk about things that we both enjoy separately. And it's a good experience as well as talking about things you do enjoy together. So mm-hmm. I just,
0: I suggest it. It's nice and it lets you know more than you already did. Yeah, That's one of my favorite, like, I love doing the podcast with you, but I also love it when, like, separately. Yeah. Um, when we talk about things that are not, like, each other's mutual jam. I think yeah. that's neat. Um, mine is going to be lame. You made me sound really <laughs> weak. Uh, you didn't
1: know what I was going yeah. for. It's fine. I've never no, done that.
0: It's it's all good. My uh, additional wreck of the week is that you should buy our merch because we have some now. Yes, <laughs> do it. Um, we have stickers named after the first episode, Let's Form a Music Group. And we may have another one up by the time this airs. I'm not totally sure. It just depends on uh, when it comes in. We're going to be adding stuff. If you have suggestions... Or would like to sponsor a product, please let us know um, because that's always really exciting and we want to be able to make more stuff. We like making stuff. We really do. It's a part of the art. It's
1: fun to make stickers and shirts and like we actually enjoy it. So please allow us to do so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We like making this podcast. Uh, All of it costs money. Um, Not as much money as it could because we're really, really blessed. But also uh, if you want to help us make more stuff buy our merch and if you want to sponsor new merch we would love to make more stuff because i feel like we're both pretty decent at that and no good artists so we can make cool (laughs) stuff yeah (laughs) anywho i think
1: that's all i have to add roll credits our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad, and we love having theme music to use, so thank you, Reese, for that. This podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both Heidi and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things. Usually not at the same times, but sometimes, yes. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. If you're really enjoying the show, support us... It- support it by becoming a patron through Patreon, and
0: that's it. Yep, that's everything. Uh, And this was the episode that may have been skipped, so Schrodinger's episode exists. (laughs) Okay, bye!